You're listening to the Free and True Podcast. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to episode six of the official Free and True Podcast. (laughs) Today, we are so excited to continue our relationship series, and we actually have two special guests on with us today. That's right. Please give a warm welcome to two of my very good friends here in West Africa. They work with me at Samaritan's Curse. It's Abby and Jerusha. Hey guys. <laughs> so if you could just introduce yourselves just so that the listeners could get to know who you are. Sure. My name's Abby. I'm 24 years old. I'm from Northern Virginia, right outside of Washington, D.C. And I, like Tiff said, I work with her at Samaritan's Purse in West Africa. I'm super excited to be on the podcast with you guys today. I'm Jerusha. I grew up in the UAE and I was born in India, so I'm Indian. I feel like that would give a lot of context to the things I say today. Um, And yeah, Worked here for the last four or five months with SP in West Africa. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate both of you being on with us today, and I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say on this topic. So today we are in week three of our relationship series, and today we're going to be focusing on singleness and dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> topics. I feel like singleness and dating is talked about in literally every single sphere. Mm-hmm. You see it on social media, you see it on secular platforms, Christian platforms. Really every religion and like point of view has a perspective on what singleness and dating should look like. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, we're gonna have really good discussion just talking about, you know, what you guys have gone through what you guys think your opinions and Mm. we'll see where it takes us Mm. yeah yeah so we're going to start off with one question and it's if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self Mm -hmm. regarding singleness and finding a partner what would it be this is a great question i think for me i spent a lot of years of my life trying to become a version of myself that would fit with XYZ person that I was interested in at the time. I think it was really damaging, honestly, because it resulted in me being hurt repeatedly because I was presenting a version of myself that wasn't true. So then when the relationship inevitably dissolved, I felt a lot of rejection, a lot of pain, all the emotions that we go through in breakups. And it's sad to me looking back because I feel like I had this fear, you know, if I show my true self, you know, I'm, it's like a core human fear. Like we want to be fully known, fully loved, but we feel like if we show our true selves, we're not going to get the affirmation that we really deeply desire. So I wish I could just go back to my younger self and say, like, it's really a better idea to just focus on figuring out who you are Mm -hmm. and then finding someone who is going to appreciate that and help you grow closer to the Lord instead of trying to be a million things for a million different people and never feeling like I found myself, never feeling like I found a good relationship and like also even struggling in my relationship with the Lord because of that. Yeah, I guess for me, the way I grew up, it was a lot of, a lot 
of different people like pouring into me with different advice and so I think mm. what I know now I would have told myself back then of you don't have to take in everyone's advice or perspective because mm. it's not your life more that's what they did in their time and that's what they did for their life but yours is a whole another story that mm. you need to write yourself and kind of like God be the center of and not other people as much as you want and need them in your life it's you first that you work on and then you can help others just like what they say on the plane <laughs> your mask on first and before you help others <laughs> yeah i heard a, a common theme with both of those and it was identity mm-hmm. and like understanding who you are mm-hmm. and understanding that that comes first and that kind of sounds selfish in a way almost uh-huh. but like it's so true that your identity shapes how but the way you form your identity and see your own identity shapes mm-hmm. how you then interact with other people right. especially in relationships mm-hmm. and like your identity in god your identity in like and knowing what you want and what you want in a relationship if mm-hmm. you want a relationship yeah yeah, and I think, like, the culture would tell you that that is selfish. Like, oh, figure out who you are first before you try to be in relationship with other people. But actually, I think spiritually, it's a very holy process. Like, it's very sanctifying to try to walk with the Lord and figure out who he made you to be, the passions that he's placed in your heart, the way that um, he's, like, uniquely formed you. That's, like, so beautiful and it's a very intimate thing to get to do with the Lord and I don't think it's selfish I think what's sad is like having that attitude like oh well I should really just pour everything out into every other person around me whether it be in friendships or dating relationships and never take the time to just sit with the Lord and take delight in who he made me to be it's really important Mm -hmm. I like how Abby brought up culture because that is a very big vessel that pours in, especially from my life, where there's there's the expected culture and then there's the the one that comes with living internationally and mm-hmm. all the people that you have to interact with and all the adults in my life that poured into me. So all of their cultures poured into how that happened too and so I feel like for me growing up I have a piece of everyone that's poured into me mm-hmm. in my identity of just how they've meant something to me and how they've taught me something that I take on with me and use later in life so yeah I think culture does play a big part in that identity and mm-hmm. it's also up to you to pick and choose what you want to keep and mm-hmm. shed in your growth process with all of that. I was sitting down with a woman recently and we were just talking about like what it means to be a woman and the things that women have to go through. And obviously I know we both have men and women on this podcast, but just speaking from a woman's perspective, we were just having this conversation and she was saying that like over time when in regards to culture and society, we they like paint these layers Mm. on us and 
at least for me, it took so long for me to just sit there and like understand that all these layers were first there and existed and then take the time to like peel mm. back the layers to find out that like inner soul of like who I am in mm. God and then mm. like that first identity, mm. you know? Everything you guys are saying, it reminds me of something that I heard maybe it was like a few years ago where, I mean, in today's culture, we hear that like, oh, you want to find your other half, right? But a few years ago, I heard that, you know, we have to shift our way of thinking when it comes to that, because really, when we're going into a dating relationship, we should try to be as whole as we can be like I don't think we'll ever be perfect but we need to be at least striving to be whole and not try to find someone that can you know meet the needs that only God can fill Mm -hmm. you know like we need to be secure in ourselves in our identity and know who we are whether we are walking with Christ or not because we do have some listeners who are not Christian But, like, you need to at least be secure enough in yourself before Mm -hmm. adding another person to to the equation. Because I feel like once you add another person to your life, it can get messy very quickly if you are not secure in who you are as a person. And if you're a Christian, if you're not secure in your relationship with God, then it's going to be a constant battle between who is going to take the throne in your life. Like, is it going to be that person you're dating? Is it going to be God? Or is it going to be your own insecurities? Because that's also something that can take the throne of your life. Okay. Yeah. Insecurities. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I mean, that is so good. And it's so true. And I think, like, even back to the question of what do you wish you could tell your younger self? I mean... (sighs) It's hard to see it when you're completely enmeshed in insecurity. It's hard to realize like, oh, I'm completely motivated by a desire to get affirmation for all of my insecurities. But looking back, it's easier to see. And I feel like we're given these dual messages like, one, wait until you're you're okay and you're good enough to be in a relationship. Like, wait until you have everything sorted out. And then the other message is like, <laughs> just go for it. It doesn't really matter. Like you can do whatever you want, whatever you want. Somewhere in the middle, there's the truth, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're never going to arrive at a place where you have no insecurities. But I think what you're saying is so true. Like hopefully you can arrive at the place where the person speaking into your insecurities is like the Lord Mm -hmm. and not a partner or a friend, because that's the quickest way I think to destroy a relationship. You have needs that another person can't possibly fill and so it's just like inevitable that things are going to get really really messy really fast Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i like picked up off of what you said with the other half perspective and how it's not everyone's perspective to start out with and there's a song um called made and I like the line where it says that soulmates aren't crowned, they're made. Mm. And then part of the song says that you're forced in the same fire. And then like, it comes out of that, like what you do when you're in that fire kind of a thing. Um, 
So yeah, I like I like that. And there's so many like quotes or like norms that society has of like how they think people find other other people. There's mm-hmm. like all of these like there's more fish in the sea mm-hmm. and there's all these things. <laughs> I always think like, who sat down and thought of this phrase? <laughs> why, why would you pick fish? And like all these things. And then I think like that's never been my perspective. As much as people have said things to me, um, I was also reading this book about community and relationships and they were talking about the spheres of relationships Mm. and how God should always be in the core of that and then whoever comes next is like the next circle around it is your spouse or your partner Mm. and then it comes to like friendships and all the other things that like you are the person that makes those circles and you are the one that Mm -hmm. defines all those circles and so if in life as you're growing and like moving on there are there are times where you put other people in the core instead of god mm-hmm. and it literally is how much effort you put into it how much genuine intentionality you put into it so i guess it's like a personalized thing where everyone gets to make their their spheres and circles it looks like the target circle like mm-hmm. the stores thing um but yeah i just i think i've been recently working through that especially being in a transitional phase of life probably as most of my life but um <laughs> just like now realizing i can be that person that dictates what happens in that sphere and mm. Yeah, kind of making sure God is always the center and the first position there. And then going off that sometimes people need to be moved out of one circle to a farther circle. And sometimes people need to be moved from a farther circle to a closer one. So, <laughs> so true. Another topic. Another <laughs> we actually talked about this like the first week. And yeah. just like reevaluating your relationships in our lives. Any yeah. relationship. Yeah. What you said reminds me of what we read last week, actually, 2 Timothy 2. And for those of you who don't know, this is a letter that Paul wrote to Timothy. His, I guess you could say, apprentice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is funny because we're all apprentices. Yeah, one, two, and three. <laughs> um, but he was writing this letter about um, just how to live out your walk in Christ. And he compared our life in Christ, this journey, um, to different life situations. Mm -hmm. He mentioned soldiers, he mentioned athletes, he mentioned farmers. And one thing that they all have in common in this letter is they were all enduring for a goal in mind. Mm -hmm. And they were keeping their eyes focused on that goal. And I know Paul wrote, he has that similar theme in, in different books of the Bible as well, like keep running the race and don't look to the left or right and all that stuff. And so what you were saying is so good, like keeping God as his like center focus. Mm-hmm. We we run the race towards him, towards the end goal of seeing him one day, and everything else falls into place. And I'm reminded of Matthew 6:33 where it says, 
but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Keeping the priority, the main thing, the main thing, right? The priorities are our relationship with God, how we love him, how we love other people. And it's not to minimize, like, our need for relationships with other people, because the Lord sees that too. But it's realizing the priorities that, like, from knowing him and from loving him and from serving him flow everything else. Mm -hmm. And if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing and doing what we're called to do, I feel like the Lord gives us grace and wisdom to know how to deal with the periphery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that where we focus on God and then we have the commandments of love God with all your heart and then love others as yourself and you always forget the self part mm-hmm. like do we actually love ourselves enough to pour that same reflective love into other people mm-hmm. of like sh- like i find it easy to love a lot of people i say a lot of people because there are people that don't easily get that love <laughs> but yeah i just sometimes forget like Loving myself is also a part of that, and how I do that is how I feed into myself and build myself. And then there's the, it's like the triangle, and there's all these shapes and like visuals that I have to use, but like, there's God, there's others, there's also me. It doesn't make a triangle if it's not that third point of how am I doing with God, how am I doing with other people, and he even says like, don't come to me without like making amends with the people in your life. So it's always connected. And I think going back to the whole dating aspect, we always think of like singleness is like the absence of the partner that makes us the status of dating. But it should also be singleness is like the presence of other people that fill the void of what makes us grow and we forget like we're the people that I'm satisfied with in this time of life that pour into me and help me and kind of call me out or sharpen me kind of a thing and that is fully like taken away when you talk about singleness a lot of the times not like all the time but a lot of the times it's always taken out I definitely like that you said that because the reality is I think when people think of singleness, they think of loneliness. They pair those two together, but mm-hmm. really, I mean, it should be a time where you are spending time with your friends and you're able to do it a lot more easily because you don't have to worry about another person. Not that it's bad to worry about another person, but like you kind of, once you go into a dating relationship, like you're slowly starting to become like, a person like one person because you're you should be preparing for marriage and so mm-hmm. you know you're responsible for that other person that other person's responsible for you so sometimes it might not just be easy to just do whatever you want not in the bad sense like you know but just you know to go hang out with friends all the time like it's it's not as simple and as easy when you add a dating relationship to your life um because then you have to pour into that relationship. So I think, you know, it's important to try to shift the mindset of singleness into not a time of loneliness, but a time of just growth, whether you're growing in yourself, your relationship with God, or like your 
family relationships, your friend relationships. It's just really a time of being with others and being with yourself and being with God to in order to grow in those areas. So I feel like I have a an untraditional path to marriage um, because I I am married. I've been married for a year and a half-ish. And before I got married, my husband and I, we were dating for eight years or nine years. So we are high school sweethearts. Um, so I feel Aww. like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was 14 when, when I met him, he was 16. And so we were obviously very young. So I feel like I never really had that time of true like singleness. I mean, during the time, the eight years leading up to marriage, we did have a couple of breakups, but they were never really long breakups. Um, you know, so I feel like I never had that period of singleness that most people around our age, you know, have or are in. But what I could say is, you know, everything that we've been talking about, like finding your identity, like putting God first, like it's so true because in the eight years of us dating, I could definitely tell like when we weren't like prioritizing God and when we weren't loving ourselves, our mm -hmm. relationship would get so rocky and like you could just feel the tension because like we would just like butt heads because we weren't secure enough one in ourselves or in God. And so whenever, you know, like whenever and I'm thinking like from speaking for myself, like whenever David, who's not my husband, whenever David wasn't fulfilling a certain need, whether it was like affirmation, like I feel like I struggle a lot with my self-image um, and I always feel like I'm not good enough. Then that's that's just a struggle of mine. And if you know anything about Enneagrams, I'm an Enneagram one. So that will tell you a lot if you know about it. But so I'm always going through this constant struggle of not feeling like I'm not good enough. And so you know, whenever David wasn't, like, constantly reassuring me that I wasn't good enough, it really affected me. And I felt like, well, he doesn't love me enough, or, um, like, is this really a relationship that I should be in? Even though, like, really the problem was me, and, like, my lack of security in myself, and, like, my lack of relationship with God, because I shouldn't need the other person to be affirming me 24 seven like yeah it's good to have affirmation but like the reality is you can't always have someone like being like you're doing great hon like you know it that's just not the reality like you have to be secure in yourself and so during the eight years while we were dating there was a lot of ups and downs because we had our ups and downs in our relationship with god and in our relationship with ourselves and you know like even in marriage and i know we're going to talk about marriage next week but like when either one of us or sometimes both of us when we're not putting god first like it still you know affects our marriage so like it it's a constant like up and down but i think it's so important to strive to have that relationship with god and when you're dating you know try your best to keep each other accountable in your relationship i mean and this might be weird but like at the end of the day like you guys are brothers and sisters in christ like that is what comes first and then you are a dating relationship so it's important to keep each other accountable and to 
lift each other up to make sure that you don't fall into the trap of thinking that the other person should be fulfilling the needs that only God can fulfill. Not only God, but like mainly God should fulfill. And then he provides the people in our lives to like supplement that. So we could hear it and like feel it tangibly like on earth, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah you know, hearing you talk about your relationship and marriage and the commitment and the hard work it reminds me of another side of this coin that I feel like isn't discussed as often, and that's being really comfortable in singleness. Mm -hmm. I think especially in the Christian community, there's this element of like, we put so much pressure on, you know, the level of, of seriousness, the level of spiritual formation that should be taking place in a dating relationship. And the result of that is often like something that I've struggled with in my own life, something that a lot of friends have struggled with is like, we don't want to give up our singleness. Like it's, it's a big risk. There's a lot of uncertainty. It's like, well, if I go on a date with this person, like, I don't know, do I want to marry them? Well, if I don't want to marry them, then probably I shouldn't go on a date with them. And it's, I think it's a fear of like a lot of this hard work that you're talking about. And it's also, I don't know. I, I think I think it's a little bit sad. I think it's a little bit of obviously we should be taking these kind of relationships really seriously. We should be looking for a high caliber of person to like help us grow closer to the Lord. It's good to have standards when you're considering potential partners. But at the same time, like it's also meant to be fun. Like there are aspects of dating that and, you know, building a relationship with another person in that form of intimacy that you don't get from your friendships, that you don't get from your family relationships. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of richness there, I think, spiritually, physically, emotionally. And so, I don't know, I just, I think it's cool to hear how you're saying, like, you have spent, you know, almost 10 years with this guy, and you guys have just gone through a lot of things together and I think that's really special and awesome but when you first went on a date when you were 14 years old it's not like you knew you know everything that was going to happen you had to take a risk and take a chance and it was really worth it mm -hmm. I wish that I don't know I wish that this was something that was easier for me to do but as a 24 year old like <laughs> 24 is an appropriate age to be married <laughs> and I still feel in like certain in certain spheres it still feels very intimidating to me the thought of being in a relationship it feels like I'm giving up you know all the things you mentioned like the freedom that I have my ability to make decisions for myself control my own schedule like you know I don't know it just feels like this huge decision but I don't know I wish that I could view it in a more casual way like oh let's just see if this works it would be nice to go on a date or something like that you know I feel like it stems though from like that view of singleness like how we view singleness. So for me personally, I was always told growing up, like singleness is basically just preparation for marriage. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, you do the steps, you know, you go to school and graduate, go to university, graduate, get a job, and then get married and have kids. And that's, you know, culturally, that's just what, that's what I was taught growing up. And Obviously, there's different cultures in the world, and we all do things differently. I just think that view of the time before you're married 
in my opinion, shouldn't be viewed as preparation for marriage. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, because not everybody wants to get married. I, I mean, you know, mm -hmm. not everybody wants to get married. Not everybody wants kids. Like, mm -hmm. some people just are called to be single and are called to do the Lord's work and wherever that takes them. Mm -hmm. So the time that you're not with a, like a partner, that's not like the be-all end-all of preparation for marriage. Mm -hmm. It's like you're you're doing your own journey. You're walking your own path with the Lord. And the way I've always seen it is you do what you got to do. And you follow that path. You enjoy you enjoy your time with the Lord. And then obviously we have desires, and I have a desire to one day get married. So it's like you're running your race, and at the right time, because let's you know we're always leaving our life in God's hands, right? If you're completely submitted to the Lord, at the right time that the Lord the Lord dictates, I feel like when it's time, the, like I will meet a person at the right time, mm -hmm. in the right season. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because, I mean, I've seen it in my life in other ways, like this job that I'm at, mm -hmm. it happened in the right time, the right season. Yeah. Other things in my life, right time, right season, and it's like, I have that faith. I've seen it before. So I don't want to live this time in singleness, just like pining after, okay, when am I going to get married? When am I going to find that person? It'll happen when it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And then the other side of that, I think, coming from like my cultural background, my what I was raised, to believe is like I saw my mom, who's this very strong woman. She didn't get married until she was in her thirties, and she had a full life. Mm -hmm. She traveled the world. She had multiple different careers. She did so many things that, to me, were always more exciting than the idea of getting married. And so, I feel like I've had to deal with this mindset of like viewing marriage as a death sentence. Like your fun life ends when you get married. Then you're going to be a housewife. Then you're going to be X, Y, Z thing that I saw growing up. Um, and I think it's trusting the Lord in the same way, even though I'm coming from a different mindset. It's trusting that God's time is the right time, mm -hmm. you know, and also trusting that God knows the desires of your heart. He knows the passions that he has placed within you. And so whether it is that you are just really desiring marriage or whether you're really desiring like an adventure like god knows those things and he will bring someone who's going to be the other piece of that puzzle in a sense i know we said like there's not two household necessarily but mm -hmm. like you know for me marriage doesn't have to mean like that i'm going to become a housewife like marriage could mean traveling the world with like a life partner that's really exciting you know yeah yeah so yeah trusting the lord that's yeah. the main thing it reminds me of um, Psalm 37, 4, where it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I think, you know, what you guys are saying, like if you're, I feel like it just always boils down to if you're putting God first, like God will give you what it, what you want. So like, if you're not looking for a partner, like, and if you genuinely want to live a life of singleness, then God will provide that for you. But if yeah, ultimately, like, your your heart's desire is to be married. Well, he's going to bring a partner in your life when you're ready and when that other person is ready, you know? And, and you know, marriage won't seem like a, like a death sentence or, like, a sentence to be, like, a housewife or, or whatever. Because, I mean, I can speak for myself and say that since we started so young, like, 
we had so many people telling us like you guys are young like what are you guys doing there's so many other options like we heard that phrase you know there's so many fish in the sea you know we heard it all and you know a lot of people doubted us but and you know i and I, i'll be honest like i feel like shortly before getting married i felt like i i was starting to freak out and get into my head because i'm like wait a minute like this is a this is a big step to like i know i've been dating this person for like eight years but now i'm gonna be married to him like th this is this is a lot like am i ready for this because i'm not gonna lie i still feel like a child i feel like i look like a child i um i i still you know act like a child so i i was starting to freak out like i'll be honest but entering into marriage you know it's not that death sentence or it's i'm not just like a housewife like now i have a life partner that is into the same things that i am into like i love to watch tv and like be home and like so does he so like we enjoy doing those things together and i like traveling and like so does he so we've spent you know the year and a half that we've been married we've traveled to a few different places just you know in this time and really now like i just have a life partner like he's my best friend and we're able to do these things and have fun yes it's work being married is not easy and we'll talk more about that you know next week but there is something very special that i know was gifted by god like you know you can't find this anywhere else because like i think it was you abby who was saying this that there's certain things that like a family relationship and a friendship can't give you that uh significant other can and when you're dating when you're in a marriage like it's it's so true like he's my life partner like i'm doing life with him and i'm enjoying it and i'm having fun and like so is he it's a special gift from god i like what you said about well the verse that you shared delight yourself in the lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart i think it's often often taken out of context mm -hmm. and people say like you know, a little bit of prosperity gospel sprinkled in there, like, yeah, you just become a Christian, God's going to give you what you want, like, <laughs> anything you've imagined, the genie in the bottle, but I think the key, the key point there, and it's really important for this conversation, is delight yourself in the Lord, because what that means to me is, like, the more time that I spend falling in love with Jesus, the more time I spend growing in intimacy in my relationship with the Lord, the more that my desires are going to model the heart of God. And so when it comes to relationships, like what's the best thing that you can do as someone who is single, someone who's dating, someone who's married, engaged, whatever, the best thing you can do is try to fall deeper, deeper in love with Jesus because it's gonna bless mm -hmm. your relationship the way that you view yourself. It's gonna heal insecurities. It's going to bless the way that you're able to love others, the way you're able to relate to others. So, I mean, again, back to that first question, like, what would you do differently? What would you tell your younger self? Spend more time falling in love with Jesus than you are, you know, trying to find the perfect love or trying to plan the perfect life for yourself. And God will truly order, order your days and order your steps as you, as you spend more time with him, I think. Yeah, I kind of picked up on some of the stuff that Abby and Kip had been saying just now. First one is like the extreme of like being very comfortable in singleness. I've told Tiff this before in our conversations of how I'm so used to the transitional life, but sometimes people ask me like, 
he want to settle down eventually <laughs> and this is just the life i kind of know so like the the thought of settling down is kind of a work in progress if i'm being honest it's like a big deal like to pick one place to like stop and like establish like roots into and like pick a community that feeds into me or like find the community that feeds into me it also comes with like what kefit said about doing like you do you and then like you be in god and the right person I'm not saying this is everyone's case but like eventually they will be parallel to you at some point and like you said doing life with you and like that will be the right person for you but i always joke and say if there's someone who has to like come into my life and be that person for me god needs to like whack me on the head and be like this is it <laughs> um like no doubts like you know this is the one kind of a thing but a fully metaphorical whack on the head um just like like your personal way of god telling and confirming in your life and giving you peace about like that person mm-hmm. and it's not just like a one-sided thing like the other person's also going to have the whack on their head you know yeah. um i think sometimes we forget that you're not just like trying to find that person that person's also trying to find someone else mm-hmm. i mean like it's it's two sides mm-hmm. um but the other thing is i'm picking up a lot on like the culture that we're talking about when we have four very different cultures mm-hmm. at this conversation right now mm-hmm. and it comes from like how we were raised like the places we grew up and all of that and for me personally all the adults in my immediate family life are arranged marriages so there wasn't like an example of dating within like the family aspect of my my growing up so a lot of the dating aspect came from like people in church that like my youth pastors input into my life or his wife or all these other people that are allowed to like help and feed me in my growth and so something that i found very interesting was um my youth pastor's wife would tell us like make a list and like one day someone will like fill that list uh and like all of those things will like kind of come true but and i'm just like initially like my young self was like yeah, i'll buy into that but now i'm just like i really don't want to make that list like what if i'm not looking for the right things that are good for me and kind of being like i my prayers are more like god please surprise me for the things i actually need like just surprise me i don't know what i need you know better than i do um so a lot of what i'm doing now is just like um this is going to be a busy week surprise me sometime this week of like things that will make me happy and like pick me up so just all those things and i don't know what i need in the person that will kind of do life with me so yeah that's literally like my aspects for the future and i'm not i'm not living life being like i need to find that person either i'm just like i'm going to do today for you and like do what i need to do my purpose for now the next step will come when it comes kind of a thing 
just like the metaphor of like when you have a flashlight you can only see the step in front of you you don't need to like have floodlights to see where you need to be you just need that like the the bible says the word is like your word is a lamp to my feet it doesn't it doesn't say anything bigger than that like you just need the next step um yeah and another thing that i kind of was thinking of is with the whole kind of settling down thing like maybe culture doesn't always have to dictate that of what settling down looks like there's a lot of people especially now compared to the past of settling down just might be metaphorical in like your thoughts and desires and doesn't have to be a physical like planting down roots in one place so just learning that i'm like we're we're learning all the time i'm doing a lot of learning right now so yeah i really love that like everything you just said <laughs> but it makes me think of um one thing i feel like many 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 of my friends you know you have these conversations like i'm so lonely i just want a boyfriend right. <laughs> why are there no cute guys here wherever <laughs> we are yeah and i've seen them repeatedly like where they're in this season they're like i'm never gonna find someone and then you know maybe like the next week or three months later suddenly there's this guy mm -hmm. and then they marry that person mm -hmm. so something that i've always thought something that i've and it goes with trusting God, like just looking at the step in front of you, like you really, <laughs> your singleness could end tomorrow. Like your singleness could end forever tomorrow. Right. And I think we waste a lot of time longing for a different season instead of just enjoying the one that we're in. Like whether you're married, whether you're dating, like there's always something to wait for, like engagement or kids or, you know, boyfriend. But there's so much joy and just finding delight in the moment and i think that i don't know there's just a lot of what you're saying jerusha like just saying okay god like surprise me this week i trust you i trust you with this season and with the future and that's a really joyful way to live mm -hmm. i can relate so much i think i i made a decision a long time ago that I wouldn't spend a season in a way it wasn't supposed to be spent. Mm. Like I, I used to be one of those girls. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I used to be one of those girls. And then I realized I was like, I'm missing the joy in this season right now. I'm missing what it feels like to to make my own decisions about my time and to spend time with friends and like. I don't want to spend all of my time pining after a potential guy mm -hmm. or worrying about like the next season that hasn't even come yet. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to enjoy this season and give the rest of the seasons to God in his hands and say, whatever you're timing, yeah. I'm giving it to you. And it's like, he wants us to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, he wants us to, to surrender our lives to him. And I feel like that, that concept is so, we say it all the time, but I feel like it's so hard to do and it's so foreign because like we say, okay, God, I surrender my life to you, but then we want control over like so many aspects. Mm -hmm. And like our fears dictate some of that control and our insecurities dictate some of that control. 
But it's like, if we truly give God, if we truly make him the Lord of our lives, he can make the decisions. Yeah. We give over that anxiety of the future. We give over the worry of, am I going to find somebody? Will I ever? The insecurities of like, okay, I'm not like this X, Y, and Z. Will anyone ever love me? The Lord will take care of it. Yeah. You submit to him and you allow him to change you in the season that you're in. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah, I like that. Something that I like with what you said is like, you make him Lord of your life. But I also like kind of think of like the sovereignty of God and how we, a lot of the times when we look at our problems, they become so big and big. The more, like the more you stare at your problem, the bigger it gets. And then the more you put like God in a box Mm -hmm. of like, I'll allow you to do this much. But in reality, whether we allow him to or not, his will is going to happen. What Abby was saying with her friends and the seasons that they're going through. Yeah, sure. You like this guy in this season. Maybe you like invest in that and you like buy into that relationship and all those things will just build you up and grow you. And like you learn things from the good or bad that came from that aspect of life and season of life. And then eventually like, who are we to like play with the will of God? Like, we're not gonna, we're, we're not gonna change anything in the plan that he has for our life. Like eventually we will find, or if it's not for us, we won't find a person. But like, if it is in the will that God has put, like if there's a desire that he's embedded in us for finding a partner, that partner will be found eventually on our way to fulfilling our purpose in life but that shouldn't like be our goal our goal is to like we've been saying is like be in the present do what's best for us and like all those things will happen sometimes sometimes you'll find a temporary person or like a person in a season that we needed maybe it was to like find our voice and like saying no to unexpected or not nice things that happen to us while that's in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And then we find our footing. We're like, no, this is what I want for me. And then we move on from that and like remove that person from our life. And then we know for the next step we take, the next season, the next relationship we're in, this is what I've learned. This is what I'm going to do for me. And this is the best thing for me. And that will feed into building our character. Something that for me was like, literally changed my life. <laughs> Such a dramatic statement. I feel like it has seen on TV ad. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. something that I started implementing that really helped me with what you're talking about, Trisha, just the subject in general, is uh, gratitude. Yeah. I think that gratitude is the antidote to a lot of these things we're talking about. Like, insecurity, anxiety, um, uncertainty of the future. I found that when I started like literally each day making a list, like what was I grateful for today? It enabled me to like be a much more enjoyable person. Like I was more more grateful for the people that I was with. I was more joyful for the way that the Lord had ordered my life. And it like, it made the mundane parts of my day like not to be cheesy, but a little bit more magical. Like, mm-hmm. it just helped me in every area of my life. And I think, you know, sometimes we have these conversations and there's, like, no practical takeaway. But I think that one thing that I would recommend to anybody 
is to just try to practice gratitude as you're as you're in the season that you're in, like a way to fall in love with the life that the Lord has given you is just to notice the things that he's doing, like the ways that he's surprising you, like you said, like mm-hmm. little like love letters from God that happen really every day. If you just have eyes to see them, it can really help as you're waiting to see what God is going to, what story he's going to write for you because he's already writing it. I feel like we're just, we often don't mm-hmm. look until, until it's in retrospect, but why not enjoy it today? so good that was really beautiful and i truly appreciate the wisdom that both of you guys just dropped (laughs) these two mic drop moments and i appreciate your insight on singleness and and dating and i think i think you were saying it earlier jerusha we all have come from different paths of life that has influenced our view on dating has influenced our view on singleness and like just the way we walk in it or the way we enter it so i hope that one of our stories or one of our perspectives help or encourage someone who's listening so before we wrap up this episode we wanted to leave you with a verse because we feel like this is part of what you know it just boils down to having faith in god and believing that he will provide for us whatever it is that our heart's desire is and whatever it is that we need so the verse is jeremiah 29 11 and it reads for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope Stay free. Stay true. See you next time.